There's much more to the blockchain revolution than cryptocurrency. We're living in an era of decentralization that's creating a new economic order designed to work for all humanity, to honor innovation, and to secure sovereignty. And that's one of the missions of the World Tokenomic Forum, an international organization created to enable public-private cooperation and innovation for a new economic order in a token and blockchain-based global economy. Today, you're going to meet the founder and executive chairman of this ambitious project. Guess what? It's a good day to be bad. Welcome to episode number 74 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is Carol from Scotland. You're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Com, and he is. I am Travis Wright, but I have not. Sure? I have not always been Travis Wright. I used to be Travis B. Shore. Then I got adopted. <laughs> True story. I was I was seven. Actually, it was my stepdad married my mom. And on October 17th, 1980, I got adopted and had uh, my stepdad's last name. I became Travis Wright. On October 17th, 2001, 21 years later, my son was born on that day. Unknown. That was just a, that was just a universal gift. Coincidence. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm glad that that gift happened because now we're here together hosting this podcast and speaking to the many, many thousands of you that enjoy the show for some reason that we don't understand, but we're glad for it. And welcome to the show. This is the podcast for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and the crypto furious. I'm a little crypto furious. I'm crypto constipated. <laughs> we need a little crypto metamucil for my buddy Travis right here. Yo, you want to hear something funny? People binge listen to this show, right? And they write us Why and say, I'm almost caught up. But, you know, here we are in episode number 74. And the longer this goes on, the longer the binge has to happen. I mean, when does the madness stop? Mm. because you know what we've done 74 episodes it's number 74 but then the ico episodes we do they they have their own separate number so like they're not right. even there's, there's 15 of those right so yeah. you've got that puts us at 89 and yeah. then there's prop then there's the two songs that's mm. 91 and then there's a handful of quickies so we're actually approaching <laughs> 100 episodes a handful of quickies <laughs> is that what you call it <laughs> that's almost a hundred episodes uh euphemisms <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my gosh mr travis Wright, it's fun doing this show with you and it's also fun then uh, that we're getting so many new listeners. Of course, we want to hear from you guys. Give us a call on the Bad Crypto Hotline, 708-885-9030, and uh, tell us that you're listening. And We've had a few of you call in and sing Magical Internet Money, too, you know, our little jingle that uh, just was created spontaneously. And who knows what other spontaneous things will happen. By the way, we're still waiting to hear from Fiat Currency. It's been a while. 
Mm-hmm. He's not called in. And you know what? I oh. think he's too furious. Oh, he might. Yeah, that's that could cause some serious medical issues if you're just always angry. Yeah, why so angry, fiat currency? Hmm. Oh, 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 Travis. You know, we've got an email newsletter, but because we've been so busy traveling and recording shows, I just I haven't had time to put it out. But we're going to be jumping back on that newsletter and sending out weekly content. So if you guys haven't subscribed yet, go to badco.in forward slash news and sign up. We're, you know, we're not going to spam you with stuff. Those who have subscribed are probably like for the last eight weeks, you've not gotten anything. So, you know, there's proof. We don't abuse our email. If we send you anything, it's going to be content you could use, and there'll be some exclusive stuff in there that you won't get uh, anywhere else. So badcode.in forward slash news. And speaking of news, Mr. Travis Wright, you know what's in the news? What is in the news? Zilla. Zilla's in the news. news. Yeah, they completed their ICO very successfully. I'm not sure how much they raised, but I know that the um, the ICO is over and tokens have been distributed or still being distributed. And uh, the app is has been in um, waiting for approval from Apple. If you go to zla.io forward slash bad, you can see what the app is going to look like. And this is where you're going to be able to browse through different ICOs. And uh, check them out, see who the team is, see what the ICO is all about. And if there's a video associated with it, you can check that out. And then you can, um, you know, upvote them, downvote them and discuss them with others. This is a great way to encourage you to do due diligence, even if you're not planning on investing or you can't based on your locale. It's a great way to engage with community and uh, interact and, and learn how to do due diligence. And it's the Zilla app. It's coming out shortly. ZLA.io forward slash bad is where you can check that out. Bad Ripple voicemail. You have one new message. Hi, I'm trying this again. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that um, I really enjoy the Bad Crypto podcast. Like whenever I feel down, like I've been feeling kind of down lately and it's been causing me to like stop. Um, researching, researching on crypto and whatnot because, like, I've been too busy, uh, you know, being kind of sad or depressed or whatever. And, um, whenever I put on your show, you guys are like really funny and you make me laugh and it kind of gets me out of that state of mind. And I learn about crypto at the same time. So, um, thanks for making, uh, crypto fun and being funny. So thank you guys. Aloha, Travis and Joel calling from Hawaii. This is Bobby. Staying bad down in the south, avoiding missiles, and loving the introduction to cryptocurrency your podcast has given me. And seems like every time I want to research a coin, I can find an episode. So keep up the good work, guys, and most importantly, stay bad with this magical internet money. Mr. Travis Wright. You have a co-author of your best-selling book, Digital Sense, who you frequently reference, don't you? 
Yeah, that is true. You know, people and businesses, they need to have a digital sense. We are in the world of digitalization of everything. And uh, so, yeah, the book was all about, you know, social business strategy, marketing technology, customer experience specifically, where we have a framework for businesses to be more efficient at the whole customer experience thing. And then we also talked about emerging technologies, which really led me down the rabbit hole to blockchain, which led me to the rabbit hole with Mr. Joel Kahn. Which led our guests back to the Bag Crypto podcast. Uh, it's like a, the the circle is complete. And Chris J. Snook uh, is your co-author, and he's a managing part partner at a managing party. He's having a party. Woohoo! He man he's a managing partner at Launch House. Uh, they hold a portfolio of digital agency, event technology, blockchain related businesses, and uh, he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a venture catalyst. He calls himself a brand humanizer, and he builds businesses and shares with others how to do likewise. He uh, does it through keynotes, panels, workshops, live events, and he is putting together a a groundbreaking event that is taking place in Grand Cayman Islands. It's a, it's an invite only. You're going to learn a little bit about it today. It's called the World Tokenomic Forum. He is the founder and executive chairman. And as I said, his name is Christopher J. Snook. Chris, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you. I feel like I'm in trouble already when you use my full name like that. Where's my Christopher? <laughs> Christopher, what are you doing putting on an event in the Grand Cayman, son? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you offshore, Christopher? <laughs> what what inspired you to collaborate with this uh, this goon that I do the show with on uh, Digital Sense? Well, yeah, I mean that's an easy answer, right? I mean, when you meet smart people, you you if you're like me, you try and get really close to them really quickly. And uh, I had the pleasure of running into Travis actually back in 20. 13 when I had first moved into your neck of the woods because you're in Denver, right? So I, oh. I took a sabbatical. My wife and I decided to leave Southern California. We moved to Colorado and I don't do uh, boredom really well and I don't really have a lot of hobbies anymore. So I build businesses. And when I'm on sabbatical, what that means is that I mentor people building businesses. And I landed on a panel at Denver Startup Week in 2013 and met Mr. Travis Wright. And, uh, you know, the rest of they say is history. So in 2015, I hadn't seen him or talked to him. Uh, since um, 2015, I had a concept for what became Digital Sense. It, it, it certainly was not uh, the end product, but I had a concept that was down that direction, and I knew I needed the best marketing technologist in the world that I could find to co-author it and have it reach its full potential. And um, I cold called him, well, semi. And he spammed me said, hey, on LinkedIn. <laughs> spammed him on LinkedIn and said, "Hey, man, remember me? Uh, you should write a book with me." And um, and he said yes. And uh, then I had him. Then three days later, Wiley called him and said, do you want to do a book? And being integritous like he is, he said, I just agreed to do one. And we pitched Wiley together and the, the rest is history. And there was a wedding. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. It's, it's kind, that, of, it's that kind of strange. It's like I have three business wives. I have Mr. Joel Kahn as a business wife. I have uh, Mr. Chris J. Snook as a business wife. And then my business partner, Chris Pulley uh, of CCP Digital. So um, I am polyamorous. Instead of sister wives, business wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Chris, you're right about that there, Travis Wright. He is one fart smeller. I mean, smart feller. He, <laughs> he certainly is. Yeah, and uh, so so we've had we've had a lot of fun, um, you know, the last year plus uh, since the since the book came out, and and we're fortunate enough to just um, be one of eleven uh, featured at 
uh, CES this year. And so we went and dealt with the brain damage that is Las Vegas traffic during this this week of every year. And and uh, we had a blast yesterday or whenever that was, Travis, I can't remember, on stage um, on the talking. A couple days ago, yeah. Yeah, on the 10th. And, uh, and, and so – um, real big fan of the show. Totally love what you guys have come up with and, and really excited to be here and, and, and talk a little bit about what we've got going on. By the way, uh, I have not had an opportunity to see uh, you and Travis on stage at CES yet. I guess when I went to see it, it wasn't replaying, but I know the video is out there now. And so we're going to put that in the Bad Crypto Mastermind and we'll embed that into the show notes at badcryptopodcast.com so you can see uh, these two guys talking about digital sense. And I think if memory serves, we uh, we were able to drop a little bad crypto in there too, didn't we, Travis? We we, we totally threw we some gave bad, a little plug. Yeah, we totally threw some bad crypto in there. We threw some World Tokenomic Forum in there. Uh, we made all kinds of great stuff. You know, it's just a a great honor to be chosen as one of the top eleven books of CES, and because uh, they in, uh, Gary Shapiro in, the, in whenever he interviewed. Uh, John Grissom, he said that these books are the ones that have the most impact in the technology world. To hear him say that and then to know that ours was chosen is so freaking awesome. Yeah. And the lights came on just in time. So uh, I don't know if you followed that on Twitter, Joel, but CES had a power outage about three hours before we were supposed to go on stage. I did so, hear that. I thought that was pretty funny. You know why yeah. they, the, the lights were out because I didn't make it. They're like, all right. Mr. Joel Combs not going to be here. Let's have a moment of, you know, darkness because he's, you know, it's sad. So, yeah, good times. 100,000 people in the dark. Uh, real, real fun. So a couple of months ago, Joel, Chris and I went to L.A. We had a, a client meeting was pulled there. and We were actually having a great conversation a couple nights before I kept, I, you know, I, I had I, I'm always mashing up words just kind of like you are, Mr. Mr. Joel Com. You're a word masher upper. And uh, I'd I already like to mash up if I you do true. your match up And so I come up with the coin sultancy as sort of a thing like, Hey, we can help businesses. And then I came up with the coin sortium. I was like, Ooh, like how cool would it be to, you know, start bringing together these thought leaders in the space? You know, it's like, cause there's not that in there. Chris and I were having, this, we ended up having this great conversation on it. And then uh, I think Chris came up with the world tokenomic forum from that conversation and, uh, man, he's just taken, uh, taken off with that idea and the idea of bringing together the world's brightest minds in the crypto space, the policymakers, sort of like a UN or the World Economic Forum, uh, you know, in Davos and, uh, bringing that to the crypto world in Cayman Islands. Like what could be a, a, a better thing than that? So, so Chris, what are some of the plans and what are some of the directions? Uh, for the World Tokenomic Forum, and what can what can folks expect from from this idea? It's it's a good intro. I, I think you know what the the idea had been percolating not around crypto, but the idea had been percolating for about eighteen months. I I had met several of the people that came in Enterprise City about a year and a half ago, and had agreed to do an event down there in October, which uh, obviously uh, Travis. I think in one of the episodes, Joel, you said Travis is in the Caymans. Is he counting his crypto? Something like that. Uh, way back in the beginning of the show. And so I had agreed to do this event down there, and it was it was really centered around location neutral businesses and and some of the things that we've we've kind of positioned. But uh, the reality was when Travis and I were in L.A. Uh, working on this client that had some sovereign governments related to cryptocurrency, and they were looking at different things that they needed to be thinking about or doing. He and I had this conversation, as he said, and and it became really apparent that that platform and that opportunity in in 
Grand Cayman and that relationship needed to be rethought and and that that original idea was right in one way, but incomplete. And that the real opportunity here was as a new economic order has been shaping up that we we really had an opportunity to try and hold the place in space where uh, the current world leaders, the current, you know, kind of uh, powers that be in the technology world and governments and capital markets and things like that would need to and be able to convene with the new uh, economic leaders, which many of which are crypto related, right? I mean, uh, the, the founder, I don't know what he's worth today, but the, the founder and uh, former CEO of Ripple that I know you had the, the current CEO on a couple of shows ago is worth close to 44 billion right now, right? Like all of a sudden you have people that went from total obscurity to the 16th richest person in the world. Uh, I mean, that that requires a new table to be set. And that requires a conversation that is not, um, in my opinion, not polarized, not about total decentralization, libertarianism, even though I'm a libertarian, and not uh, top-down centralized control and let's regulate everybody out of existence. Like, there's got to be a middle ground for humanity, and, and that's what we're holding the space in place for. Exactly. You know, this. there's a lot of blockchain conferences going on. In fact, if you go to Coindesk, and click the tab that says blockchain events. Every day of the year, there's something going on somewhere. So what's going to set the World Tokenomic Forum apart from these conferences that are taking place all over the world? Yeah, well, and and so first of all, I think, you know, these conferences are all important, right? So anyone who's organizing a show or conference out there, I, I think, deserves um, a pat on the back and, and deserves whatever support a meritocracy will give them, meaning the better the show is, the more people should go. Right. So so I'm a fan of people doing that. I'm, I'm also 20 years into building businesses, failing multiple times, succeeding several times. And, and one thing I know is that it's 1995 uh, and I know what 2004 looks like and it's going to happen faster. And so what that means in my and again, this is my bias. You can debate this and I'd, I'd happily debate it with anybody. You know, I think where we are is is we are at that place where spaghetti gets thrown on the wall and a lot of really cool capital and uh, excitement is being thrown at this. And therefore, you need events. You need places for people to go and and bang together and have organized serendipity or just regular old serendipity take place. I also know that people are busy. Executives are busy and CEOs of crypto companies are busy if they're doing their job right, if they're not just trying to ride a wave and pump and dump. And when busy people look at their calendar, uh, they have a lot of commitments on it. And so what I think happens over the next several years is a handful of these things will stick. Um, so that's not us, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I think let the best person win with a public event. You know, I'll, I'm speaking at several of them. I know you guys are speaking at several of them. And I think it's great. And I think the market will sort that out. World Tokenomic Forum is very specifically focused on one thing, which is selectively including a mix of people that include cryptocurrency leaders, that include startups, that include uh, government uh, regulators, officials, things like that, and that include corporates. And to really try and put together the right mix of thought leaders and and create a think tank and a membership that is inclusive but exclusive in the sense of, you know, you have to apply to be a member. We take a lot of pain to figure out the right mix of membership is. You have to agree to the core values and the code of conduct. And it's not about sponsorship. It's not about just making money. And and you got to try and really drive forward some of these conversations that they're quite frankly aren't clear answers to yet. And um, and so we're more of, as Travis said, a consortium, meaning as, a, as the world moves to a token based economy where everything is smart contracted up and everything physical is made digital 
and the world looks to interoperate blockchains and and legacy cloud infrastructures that and and on-prem infrastructures that that you know we provide that opportunity and so our membership uh, will have an annual summit so you could call it an event but it's it's a, it's an annual summit of members and um, I think that's what's different so you know I kind of feel almost like I'm interviewing both of you because this was your this the seed was born with your idea uh, Travis and then uh, Chris has taken this to uh, not just the next level but to full development because this thing is happening and uh, is it's Travis is this kind of what you envisioned or do you feel like it's expanded um, into you know an even bigger beast oh it's way beyond what I originally thought I mean because originally it was just, it was it was just an idea it was just because I you know it was that play on words the the coin sultancy and the coin sortium. And then when I thought coin sortium and I was like, Oh man, like a, a consortium of all these amazing blockchain people coming together, kind of like the UN. And I, and I said this, it was like, you know what? Like we're not going to get, we, we're not going to get invited to these, to, to get a seat at some of these really important people's table. And I said, so what we need to do is like build our own table. Like if you can't get a seat at someone else's table, you build or buy your own. So the process here was like, you know what? Wow. Like imagine if we just had this amazing roundtable group of people with like, you know, the founder of Ethereum and Litecoin and all these really bright people, because there needs to be some general policies or at least some understandings the way that way there's not some people trying to go rogue or being evil or, you know, how kind of like the 1% or the 0.1.001% that kind of control the world. And it seems like there's a shift that's going to be happening. And I didn't necessarily know how I've never put on an event. And I know that Chris has put on a bunch of events. And so I just, we just had that conversation and then, and then Chris just, you know, had a great idea and he just said, yes. And he just, you know, he just basically, took it to way beyond what what I was even thinking. I mean, we're talking about this sandcastle competition where we're bringing in all these different startups and all these different crypto companies and and companies that are doing internet of things and companies that are doing AI and machine learning and all these really really interesting companies to bring them together and have a competition and have them win big prizes and be part of this amazing community like there's just something about that that is just so amazing and so ins- inspiring to take that World Economic Forum, that Davos sort of model, and applying it to the crypto world is something that no one is doing, and it's something that is needed. And, you know, Chris is the guy who has the tools to help make the table. I had an idea. I can help, you know, sand the table a little bit. <laughs> but but Chris is the main carpenter for sure. And you know what? I, I, I think what's going on is just absolutely amazing. You'll, you'll have the food off the table, Travis, because I believe with this, the genesis of this idea, you are now the great coin holio. <laughs> coin holio coin holio coin holio yes yeah, yeah. that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt in the right band. the great coin, coin holio you uh, need so to put you, a goatee and glasses on that t-shirt right <laughs> i mean that's what you need to do <laughs> So you Shut mentioned up, the Sandcastle startup. Let's talk about the Sandcastle startup challenge and this this uh, applying for it and then, you know, getting invited to go to Grand Cayman to compete. Take us through the the whole thing, Chris. How does it work? Yeah. So I think I think the, the you know, the key for it is several fold. But if if you're a if you're a startup right now and and, and we'll classify specifically how we're classifying inside the crypto space 
a, a startup versus a crypto leader, meaning a, an established crypto uh, crypto company or blockchain related company, is whether they're under 200 million in mar- current market cap. Now that sounds crazy and asinine for those of us, Joel, that have been in the tech business like you have for for 20 years, right? Because people with 200 million dollar valuations, you know, wouldn't consider themselves maybe a baby startup anymore. Right. But in the crypto world, we know that these things are inflated. We also know that in some ways, because of the way the tokenization is happening, that, that they're actually maybe worth that, right? And or much more. So but, but Chris, um, why would you say that? Just because Dogecoin has a one point five billion dollar market cap? <laughs> yeah. I, I, so um, right. So so the so you know I, I think what we've tried to do here is we've said, look, we we have a platform of members that will you know these are these aren't accurate exact percentages, right? But basically, over the next eight years, we will release a thousand memberships. We're going to release 150 memberships to World Tokenomic Forum in 2018. And that's not a lot, right? So we anticipate about 30% of those will come from, call it crypto leaders, uh, as as Travis was saying, the, the Charlie Lees of the world, things like that. We, we anticipate that uh, 30% of those will come from capital providers, service providers, and and and, and, and corporate leaders, right? And and then what we'd really like to see is roughly you know 40% come from uh, the emerging technologies that um, that we help vet through this Sandcastle Startups Challenge. So the Sandcastle Startup Challenge, think March Madness for for startups, right? Um, Sixty four teams will be selected uh, at the end of March. The the applications we announced opened on January 9th at CES. We'll be touring the real world, uh, and I'll be going everywhere as as uh, as will Travis, and and we'll be using every online medium we can to attract. Um, applications from as many companies as we can. We think we'll probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 to 1,000 uh, first year. Um, that I think that's basically what we're, we're anticipating. And we will narrow that down to 64. Uh, they apply and they put in, you know, the, da- the data that you would expect, their GitHub, their Slack, their, their white paper, uh, their team, you know, uh, their vision, and then why they, why, why they should be selected to compete. And, and then, Right now, and we'll be adding to this as we as we bring on members that want to do more. But right now, they'll be competing for roughly about a million dollars worth of prizes um, in the form of uh, exchange listings and, um, and and services and go to market strategy and things like that. So the winner is going to walk away really really dialed in. The the competitors will walk in with some major earned media uh, through the first round, and then the ones who make it to the second round and get invited to actually come down to Grand Cayman and compete in front of the membership. In May, uh, we'll get even more on media. They'll get walked into um, corporate amount, corporate accounts that may be first buyers of their uh, or proof of concepts. You know, so so really, what this is about is this is about end to end value chain creation in the blockchain space and looking at real problems. The, the categories that they will fall under uh, this year will be cybersecurity, identity, payments, infrastructure, and social goods. So so if you think your technology. Uh, relates to one of those five, please apply, and uh, and we'll bucket them. And then essentially the 32 winners will will uh, be kind of chosen in brackets based on that. And, and we'll have a, a social good winner, and we'll have a identities winner, and we'll have and then those you know will get whittled down to the grand champion. So I'll take a breath and ask and, and answer some other questions, but you know we'll we'll keep building on that. But I think the point of this is that we know that you got to win a competition. Uh, as one part, but that's not really the point. The point is, how can we help capital and help corporates uh, DLT practices inside banks, inside of uh, anywhere, sovereign governments, inside of supply chain companies, 
How can we help them discover the technologies that could ultimately disrupt them and partner them up and, and become a first customer um, or maybe become a future acquirer or maybe become an investor in their early round, right? And so at the same time, you know, we want to uh, help, you know, these startups grow, get capitalized, uh, avoid tail risk. So if they're already uh, ICO'd, then, then great. We can help them get listed on several other exchanges where, uh, and we've got some other announcements that I don't want to spoil on this, but we, we've got some really cool partners on the exchange side that'll be doing things like fiat to altcoin direct in their wallets and and in, in key markets with with regulatory frameworks that are friendly and a little bit more transparent than some of the other markets. And uh, so, you know, it's pretty exciting. Let me give the website here because now people are going, well, where do we go for this? Because it might be your company that you're a part of, or you might know somebody that needs to apply. And surprise, surprise, it's worldtokenomicforum.com. And there you can read all about it. The uh, The deadline for application is March 15th, and there's a big yellow button that says apply to compete, and you can learn more um, about the purpose, the vision, their, their mission, about the community that uh, Chris and his team are trying to create. And I just want to confirm that in the midst of all that, I did indeed hear you take a breath, Chris. <laughs> it, I, it was a short one. It was it was, one. it was short, but it was there. It was. It was. Yeah, I do that. Uh, Travis knows that all too well. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, and what what we're trying to do, too, Joel, is I think the value that you guys bring. And, and again, I don't want this to sound like a, you know, a weird sales pitch for, for either side. I mean, th- this is just about trying to solve a problem and doing what we can. I mean, I I've been in startups for 20 years. I've been through dot one. I lost half a million dollars on my first one. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I spent four years, you know, earning it all back, doing a variety of things. I missed 2.0 because I was too broke. Um, recovering from my first failure. I was a little bit smarter, but I was too broke to really capitalize on it. And, you know, and I think the the, the benefit all of us have uh, that have been around is if we still, regardless of, of, of what we're doing, this is, this is an interesting open playing field. And I think, you know, as people are listening to this show, why you guys have been so successful is because you're, you're just teaching them in real time and, and you're not pretending to have all the answers. And one thing I know is this, I am not an expert uh, in, in cryptocurrency or blockchain. I know some, but I'm not an expert. But one thing I do know how to do is I know how to connect value from large enterprise to emerging market technologies to capital because I've lost millions of dollars doing it wrong. And I've, and I've made some you know, uh, successful exits doing it right. And I've happened to build good relationships along the way. So I'm really good at gathering people and I'm really good at helping conversations uh, be healthy debates and and to try and find you know a, a center point that we may not agree on how to get there but we can agree that we need to get there and and so you know I'm staying in my zone with this one right um and I think it's an important time to stay in our zones and I think you guys are staying in your zone with the show you're you're unbelievable researchers you're hell of an entertainer both of you and you're really freaking curious and you're and your work your butt off and so I just want to do my part and um and I think this is one way I can contribute to the to the greater good. You know, it's one of those it's one of those really interesting things when you you see like where we were in July and we were full on full court press on promoting of the book, speaking all over. And then Joel and I were sort of, you know, we were having lots of conversations about the blockchain and then, you know, all about in digital sense, that final couple chapters where we're talking about future proofing your business and the emerging technologies and 
there's a lot of stuff that I, I see that's popping up in the, the sort of the technology space in this emerging technology world. And me, me being a marketing technologist and Joel being a top marketing, you know, futurist and been in the space for so long is just, that seemed like the natural evolution for me. It's like, I don't, AI is interesting to me, but you know what? I don't have those skills to make AI work. I'm not going to go in there and program AI and that, you know, there's, you know, chatbots, there's all these different things, AR, VR. The one that really resonated me, the one that's going to change the world and have the biggest impact is truly blockchain. And finding a way to bring the world leaders in blockchain together to enable this, you know, global cooperation and help, you know, these companies, you know, with innovation. And as we are moving into this, this we really are moving into a new economic uh, order, uh, as we've mentioned in the sort of the um, this the statement around the World Economic Forum, and with these tokens and blockchain-based global economy that we're entering, there needs to be leaders out there coming together so that way we can work together. And we had these conversations, you and I, and then some of the other people we were interacting with in Vegas uh, at CES. And the people are so generous in the blockchain space. It's not like the old order with the 1% or the 0.0% where there's, they're greedy and they want more control and they want more power and they want this and that. And, you know, it's just, it's just completely fascinating to see where we're going. And, and, and Chris and Joel, it's like, we're all on this ride together. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, and you're part of the World Tokenomic Forum as well, Joel. And this is, we're doing really great stuff here. We're bringing, you know, Amazing thought leaders together, and this is not all we're doing. We have the Bad Crypto Podcast, but we're here to do amazing, epic stuff, and we're here to put a positive dent into the universe, and I'm so glad that uh, I've surrounded myself with amazing people like you guys, so much love. Well, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we are too. I think, I think though, let's, you know, for the investors listening to this or the startups listening to this, you know, I, I think let's let's just talk pragmatics, right? Like forget World Tokenomic Forum, forget bad crypto for a minute. Let's just talk about what's going to happen. And and I welcome you guys to debate me on this because because I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. Now, I won't tell you when because I have no idea when it could happen tomorrow. It could happen in the next two years. But like, history is a really great teacher. Right. So, you know, feel free to counterpunch this or agree or add to it. I mean, I. We're not seeing anything new. As new as blockchain is, what's not new is what's going to happen, right? When it's easy to raise money in any market, which right now it is in this market, no one thinks they need, you know, a World Tokenomic Forum. No one thinks they need a startup, you know, event that connects them to, you know, these different constituents. No one thinks they need help. And then it, and then winter comes. And, you know, I, I don't believe for a second personally, I don't believe Bitcoin is going away. I, I believe it's out of the bag and I don't believe you're going to start it. I also noticed that no one really gives a crap right now at CES about blockchain. Sure, there was some stuff there. You know, United Health Group gets it a little bit. They had they had some stuff. But for the most part at CES, 160 some odd thousand people and two and a half million square feet of uh, space, there was like less than 0.1% of those square feet, you know, uh, that had anything to do with blockchain or cryptocurrencies, right? South by Southwest has got 700 sessions. They put blockchain in their headline. Um, and when you read it, it sounds like they got 700 sessions on blockchain and there's five, right? So you know, what's interesting to me is that as much hype as there is around cryptocurrency and as annoying as my Facebook feed is, as is yours with this coin, that coin, you know, whatever, 
the you know the world that matters, the multi-billion-dollar world, the multi-trillion-dollar world, is still kind of thinking, eh, right? And I think that's indicative of where we are. And I also think we're not early. I think I think we're you know we're right on time. And I think this cycle is going to move through faster. But as this hype cycle goes, there's going to be a pretty decent-sized winter, and who knows whether that's going to be one or two years. And when it comes. Um, as James Altucher and a lot of other guys have said, you know, 95% or more of this stuff's going to fail. And it's going to fail because it should, right? And I think that, you know, that's not to discourage people from starting. I, I want to encourage people to start. I think this is the best time to go fail. I think this is the best time to go invest. I think this is the best time to take those risks, as long as you're not, again, I'm not a financial advisor. God knows I'm not. So don't listen to me at all. But Theoretically, I think it's a great time for people to innovate because let's face it, there's only so many times in our life that the window opens or the door opens, whatever analogy you prefer, and the playing field gets level. And you know, we've, we've tried to fail at this, uh, Snook, and uh, you know we're still trying because uh, we're yeah. bad. Yeah, you're bad, and but I think you know, don't you agree? Like every, if you really think about life, you know, let's say we're on this planet 70, 80 years if we're lucky, maybe ninety if we're healthy, right? You know, by the time you realize what you want to do and be, if you become a business person at all, there's maybe two to three windows that open up where there's real opportunity, right? Like, and and if, you know, it's not related to just internet. I mean, if you look back through history, there's been windows of the industrial age or whatever, where there's this window that opens up, something happens and people step into it and they, and, and several people, you know, step into it and give it all and, and don't make it. Um, but they contribute because their failure actually gave somebody else the clue they needed to not fail, right? And so they were contributing. They just didn't, maybe didn't benefit directly. But then there's a handful of people that just absolutely go crush it and call it luck, call it opportunity, call it preparation, all those things. And I think right now we've got one of the most important ones we've ever had in humankind. And I, I look at the macro forces of two and a half billion people unbanked, but that are all having a cell phone in their hand within the next six to 12 months. I look at somewhere in the next three to five years, as Travis and I talked about in Digital Sense, you know, 5G connectivity. Whether it gets here in three years or five years, it's getting here. It's coming soon, right? And, and it's a game changer. You look at the state of uh, autonomy and smart cities and job creation and job loss and this, this new need for creative class while the repetitive, you know, jobs that bore us all to death and that make us hate our job will go away and they'll cause short-term pain. Uh, you know, the creative thing that we we can really step into is is the big opportunity for humanity. And there's going to be a lot of learning needed and there's going to be a lot of pain. But what cryptos are doing that's interesting to me is they're waking people up. You know, I know more people now because of your show or just because of whatever that actually know what fiat currency is. Right. And, and I mean, you know, it's 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 not just people that are in their 20s. Like I've meeting people in their 50s, 60s, some of which have made hundreds of millions of dollars and didn't know the difference between central bank currency and cryptocurrency. It never heard the term. It, it's it amazes me. I was like, having some unbelievable. I was having a conversation with this dude who's had uh, three. What was it? Five hundred million dollars plus of venture capital uh, earnings from out. You know, and I mentioned the term fiat currency, and he looked at me like I was like I was speaking Chinese. <laughs> I thought it was a car. I thought it was an Italian car <laughs> that, that he yeah. doesn't want to own. Right. <laughs> By the way, does anybody know if that car is actually um, made out of thin air or or is that a real car? Because I, I I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I'll I'll double down on that. In fact, uh, I I just recently gave a talk 
out at the uh, well, I won't say who it was. Um, there, um, there's a little NDA with it, but let's just say a major um, car manufacturer. And I had an opportunity to see behind the scenes under NDA of what they're developing. This was the location in Silicon Valley where the brainiacs are coming up with the cars that we'll be driving years from now uh, in the innovation. And, and I spoke to them about blockchain and uh, there was a lot of curiosity in that room. And, and I told them, and I'm going to double down on this. I said that blockchain is the most disruptive technology of our lifetime. Um, and, and that is because it disrupts more industries than anything else. And, and I'm going to stand by that. What do you think, Chris? Well, I, I so so I think it's key. You know, we're educating. You're educating people on this show. So you know, I'll I'll do, I'll do my best to try and add some value in that regard, right? Um, I had this debate the other day because one of our investments is in the banking space, right? We we literally provide a um, a blockchain, a turnkey blockchain, and a consortium for banks, and uh, it's got 45 banks in the Middle East and in India. It's been live uh, for the last 10 months, and we just opened up global markets, and so we'll be signing in and announcing. Uh, in that company, several um, large banks and middle market banks in the North America region uh, in February. And it was amazing because American Banker Magazine, literally the bank rag, like if you're in the banking business, American Banker Magazine is like your rag. That's what you read. Came out the other day and talked about why blockchain is useless and will never be in banks. <laughs> and and it was amazing because it was a really like thoroughly written article and and I read 167 comments below it and what's here's how good the article was at being wrong right I actually for a minute almost questioned the investment that I have like this guy was so cocksure that uh that there's no utility at all for blockchain in the banking world that I I, I was like reading it and I'm going man you know this, and then then I thought, wait a minute, what the hell? He doesn't know he's talking. He's not even talking about the same thing. So, so I'll yeah, but, but you know what, Chris? But but people will never stop buying um, CDs and no, and no, the digital music. People will never pay well, it, for water out of a plastic bottle when they can get it off of their tap. Right, and, right. And Amazon won't be around in two years. These guys selling books out of his garage. Right. <laughs> no, so so I think you know. But here's the point: is that it wasn't so much the article was wrong. It was that he didn't know what he was talking about in this way. He is confusing. And I think I confused this at some point, you know, several months ago, too. And I think a lot of people do. He confused, you know, blockchains and cryptocurrencies. And they're two totally different things. Right. So simply it's like blockchain. What is a blockchain? It's a securable storage medium. Right. It's it's a file that gets added to a secured storage medium one block at a time. You know, it stores transaction records and or tokens and tokens don't mean cryptocurrency either. We'll get that in a second. But there's two types of blockchains, right? There's permissionless, which means anyone can participate a la Bitcoin, a la, you know, several of these other ones. And then there's permission, which would be a blockchain that is managed or hosted, as it were, uh, by someone or something, some company, and that you need permission to use it. Right. So. Why, why I bring that up is because what he missed, A, was the fact that Ripple, R3, uh, Bankchain, which is, you know, full disclosure, the investment that I have, right, that, that these are already out there. In other words, he's saying there's not going to be any utility for blockchains in banks. And <laughs> I just named three that are actually out of beta and in full production, and banks are using them. 
so so it was kind of an interesting thing that way. But you know, a cryptocurrency specifically is a calculated ledger balance. And it's like, you know, so it's analogous to a numbered account, right? And that's a whole different thing, right? So it, it, it's kind of like people have to understand that when, when we're talking about blockchain and we're talking about cryptocurrency, in some cases, your investment or the technology or the utility that is or, or the, the solutions that's being developed will leverage, you know, a cryptocurrency and, you know, obviously needs a blockchain. But in other cases, uh, you know, the token, which is basically just a a, a way to store data, uh, like a, a contract, right? So, you know, land and title uses, things like that. A token's different than a cryptocurrency as well. And, and I think these, these words are confusing to us because smart people and periodicals and things like that are bastardizing them. Um, and, and really all this guy was trying to do in American Banker was throw IBM and Oracle under the bus for – uh, saying that they were, you know, all in on blockchain and using blockchain as a buzzword when it's only 0.002% of IBM's revenue last year. And they're saying they're literally just doing this to sell consultancy. So really, he wasn't even attacking blockchain or Bitcoin or any of that. He was basically throwing IBM under the bus as an opportunist who is bastardizing terms and confusing people to just capitalize on new consultancy uh, business. And but the problem is, is that when that gets out there, guess who calls me or guess who calls you guys and says, I don't think there's a there there. It's the banker. It's the person who's going to be out of business, who's going to be out of work if they don't figure this shit out. Pardon my French. Right? Like that was not French. If it was French, you would have said Mared. That would have been, that would have been uh, French. Chinga. Yeah. That, ching, chinga. That's my Spanish. I should have learned that. Right. Anyway, um, so, you know, so I think, you know, that's that's what's really interesting here is, is it's not about whether you're for or against. And certainly at World Tokenomic Forum, I'm not trying to make that debate. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, until you truly understand what you're up against, don't make a decision. Have a conversation. And if you're a cryptocurrency and you think you're going to go figure it out and you're going to disrupt you know, the central banks of the world and you're going to do this, yet you're going to end up with two in the back of your head or you're going to basically fail. And several people that are going to actually do that and lead us forward are some of the bravest people on the planet. And our job is to figure out how we can pave that road for them and find that middle ground so that we all can benefit from, from that disintermediation because back to customer experience, that's what's really at stake. And, and, and what's going to happen, I believe, and I could be wrong. Uh, I've been wrong in the past, but what I think is going to happen is let's take banks, for example, but it's going to happen everywhere. None of us want to pay for shipping anymore, right? Like if I say, Hey, you can buy this product and it's 50 bucks, but you've got to pay to ship it to your door. You guys aren't buying that product from that place are you no well i'm prime baby i want it shipped and so if free. you think about it right and, and in arizona we can get it in two hours free under prime and 7.99 and under an hour if we want to pay the extra eight bucks right so imagine and, and that's rolled out now by amazon and i think 18 or 20 cities so imagine what they're doing from an expectations level when that rolls out now it's two hours to your door for free right like they're changing the ux forever right the 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 experience and the expectation we have buying stuff is forever getting cheaper and forever getting faster. And there is no way you can compete selling me a product if you don't do that. You're basically not going to sell me that product. Well, likewise, if I start to use a wallet and I start to send Joel or Travis or my mom crypto, right? And I can send that in however long it takes, a couple hours to hit. Well, you know, I know not everybody's getting it as fast as they once were because of the new volumes, but 
you know, if it gets there lightning fast or if it gets there, whatever, in a couple hours, by the time it all works out, the bottom line is, is I didn't have a limit. Right. I, I did it uh, through my phone and it was easy. And once I have that kind of like once I get in an Uber and don't have to pull out my wallet to get out and pay, I don't ever want to go in a taxi again. And so I think what what a lot of industries are missing is who cares if people get it in your industry yet, right? Uh, at some point, someone's gonna, <laughs> and the, and 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 uh, it'll be merciless if you haven't been preparing for that because by the time the customer realizes X Y Z does it that way, A B C is done if they don't have an answer. And that is not the time to learn. That is not the time to test. That is not the time to run multiple use cases and figure out this blockchain thing. The time is now. Time is now. And if I'm selling technology, if I'm selling technology and I want to be a billionaire or I want to be the next big crypto god or whatever people, if I want to buy Lambos and all that dumb stuff, right, fine. Then then I better really understand the problem I'm solving and it better not be a stupid problem. Right. It better be a big problem because right now your chance to solve the biggest problem in the world is just as open to you as the chance to solve a small problem that fools a couple hundred thousand people into buying uh, a token on whatever exchange and, and raising 50 million dollars. Like that would be wasteful if you're an entrepreneur right now. Don't raise 50 million dollars as an ICO because you can go solve a big problem because your chance to solve that big problem that really makes a difference is just as easy now as it is to solve the Dogecoin problem, which will be a fleet and gone. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my call to the entrepreneurs is don't play small, play big, solve the unsolvable. I love because- it. That's inspirational, dude. Seriously. I mean, it'd be, I think our listeners have got to be going. Yes, 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 yes. I dig it. You guys should follow Chris. What, what's um, besides going to world tokenomic forum.com applying. If you think you would qualify and want to compete, where's the best place for people to keep up with you? Yeah. Just Chris J snook on, on all things, you know, social. Um, yeah. Well, where's your favorite where you like to engage the most? It, it depends. You know, I, I, um, I, I'm, I don't have a huge Twitter following, but I, I dig Twitter, right? Cause it's a great way to listen. And I like to be able to, I like to be able to retweet and, and message people there. Um, LinkedIn is, is always been kind of my bread and butter, uh, throughout the years. I've, I've curated, you know, a pretty sizable, but also very targeted audience there. And I, I'm very active there. So those, those, those two, you know, and, and, and in person, right? I mean, you know, the next 75 days is going to be pretty busy. We're we're not just taking applications in through the website. We're getting belly to belly. Travis and I were walking around in the sweat and grind that was Eureka Park, which was about 200,000 square feet of startup and R&D uh, wonderness from around the world at CES. And I know he's going on a cruise um, tomorrow or the next day or whatever, and he's going to be at cruise with 1500 some odd people speaking on the stage with John McAfee and others. And we'll get some apps there. I'll be in Singapore, February 1st through the 6th. And on this uh, sixth the evening of the sixth, I'm actually hosting a, you know, anything that's in Asia, I'm going to probably curate about 30 entrepreneurs just to meet with them and uh, buy them some, buy them some food and, and, um, and, and see if there's anything interesting. So, you know, feel free to message me if you're in the Singapore area, uh, first week of February and, and um, love to meet up. And uh, and then, you know, we're doing a big um, a big house. We've uh, we've taken down two houses in um, downtown Austin uh, for South by and uh, we'll be doing an invite only thing to the one house. Um, 
you know, where we'll be feeding people and, and uh, curating a mix of formal and informal content. And again, getting belly to belly with, with uh, smart city people, entrepreneurs, capital providers. So you can, you can apply for a, a, an invitation to that. It won't cost anything. We're, um, we're going to invite about a hundred people a day to the house and it'll be kind of like a private uh, party of uh, just trying to get with people. So, you know, I'm, I'm as accessible as I can be. And uh, you know, Chris J. Snook is the easiest way to find me. If you, and, and Telegram too. You can find me on Telegram. I'm I'm with the, I'm with the cool kids. You're everywhere. I'm, you're, I'm you're following. Everywhere. I'm getting drug in by uh by uh you know by bad crypto and and learning all these cool things like Telegram and everything else. So I'm on the WeChats and I'm on the WhatsApps and you know all that stuff. Uh, uh and and I'm excited for this Telegram ICO. I think that's going to be a monster. Oh, 1.2 billion. The World Tokenomic Forum. WorldTokenomicForum.com. Chris J. Snook. Com. Chris, thanks for bringing your uh, your wisdom and your inspiration and your vision to Bad Crypto today. Well, stay bad, guys, and thanks for uh, having us on the show. And uh, I appreciate it more than you know. And and thanks, guys, for listening. You guys are following some amazing people in Travis and Joel. And and like me, I'll be listening to episode uh, seventy five uh, with full ears open, learning some more. Looking forward to going to Grand Cayman to for the world tokenomic forum travis can be a good time and you know you don't have to twist my arm to go to the beach well i've been around the world like you have mr joe Calm, and i have never seen beaches like the ones that are on uh, grand cayman uh, or as they say there grand cayman it's the cayman island cayman that's what they say there uh, but the beaches are so white and they're just beautiful sands there's not like the rocks and the sharp edges on stuff and the water is just so smooth. Like it is because if you look at um, Grand Cayman from, you know, a map or from a picture from above, it looks as if something like maybe like an like an asteroid or something hit part of it because they created this perfect bay. And inside that bay, the water is just this beautiful uh, like aquamarine and it is just completely still like you can just literally lay on your back on that ocean like you're like you're in a pool. It's amazing. I'm envisioning myself there now it's very peaceful it's my favorite place i've it's my favorite place favorite favorite ocean place because normally i won't go on the ocean because a lot of those like sometimes the ocean's too cold you on the west coast like you know i go to san francisco a lot but that water is freezing well then there's there's sharks you know that is true my favorite place on earth though is yosemite so maybe we could do a bad crypto yosemite someday be awesome Still discussions taking place about Bad CryptoCon 2018. It might just happen in Denver, Colorado this summer. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening, gang. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to engage with us on the Mastermind group at badcode.in forward slash mastermind. And Mr. Travis Wright, in your best Swahili accent, get us out of here. Stay bad. (laughs) That's your best Swahili. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's 
and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.